0: Hello there. You made it back. Listen, today we're going to talk about something that I find to be very fascinating. It's been a part of my life for decades. I'm talking about Karate Kid. I'm talking about Karate Kid related items. Specifically, Mr. Miyagi. You know what? Daniel LaRusso has had enough tension it's time to talk about Mr. Miyagi. And there are two amazing documentaries that came out. One in 2015, one came out last week. And we're going to talk about both of those documentaries today. For the first part of this documentary discussion, I have my son, who's going to be joining us because I wanted to use Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't know anything about Rotten Tomatoes. so. You'll hear from Jonathan during the first segment, and then I will discuss both documentaries, which I think you should see if you're a documentary junkie like I am. So stay tuned for a few messages from our sponsors, and then we'll get right into it on this special Miyagi slash Karate Kid themed podcast. Do you have a leaky faucet, broken windows, or walls that need paint? Contact the Flathead Maintenance Group based in Kalispell, Montana. Whether it's a small handyman project, window replacements, cabinet door repairs, carpentry, or painting, Flathead Maintenance Group can help. Give Flathead Maintenance a call at 406-314-9029, Flathead Maintenance Group, repairing with integrity what others have failed to fix. 406-314-9029. 406-314-9029. What was that number, John? I'm glad you asked. 406-314-9029. Flathead Maintenance Group. Give them a call today. Go. Okay, hey, what's going on, people? Welcome back to the John Campbell Presents Podcast. Should I stop doing that voice? You probably should. Okay, so apparently I'm here with a special guest. Yes, he's with the special guest. Who are you? Jonathan. Identify yourself for the people that are listening. Uh, Jonathan Campbell. Okay, Jonathan is my oldest son. He's also my only son. (laughs) I don't have a youngest. Well, I guess you're my oldest and youngest, right? You can say that. Okay, I will say that. Listen today, for those of you who are listening, which you, all of you are, whoever's listening to this, That was a joke. What do you think of that joke? Ha ha ha! Funny. Okay. Funny. Ha ha. Wow, that was very insincere. Listen today, we're gonna. Be, I am gonna be talking about something. Uh, it's kind of serious. I'm just kidding. It's not serious. Today's episode, we're gonna be talking about two different documentaries. One of them is, actually, they're both about Mr. Miyagi. One of them just came out a few days ago. It's called More Than Miyagi. You may have heard of it. And the other one was from 2015 called The Real Miyagi. Now, before we get into the Miyagi documentaries, I invited Jonathan here as a special guest because one thing that jonathan is an expert in is rotten tomatoes and i don't mean the vegetable <laughs> that was a fake laugh just like all the other i'm not an, i'm not an expert but i do know it. Don't I, I don't think they can hear you oh, okay. you gotta speak up bruh i'm not an expert but that's what the young people say now they say bruh Okay. means bro. All right. So could you tell them? Well, the thing is, oh, I'm sorry. Vegetable. Did I say vegetable? No, you said rotten tomato. I know, but did you know that uh, technically a tomato is not a vegetable? to fruit. Did you know right. that? Right. It's a fruit. That's So I should have said fruit when I made that joke. I'm sorry. Keep Why going. are you sorry? I'm the one that said it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway, Jonathan is here to testify, if you will, uh, about rotten tomatoes because... <clears throat> When we're doing movie reviews, one thing that we refer to quite often is Rotten Tomatoes. And it's a website. It's not just like something that's in your refrigerator. Am I right? Yeah. Why aren't you you laughing? Um, It's hilarious. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, John, to be honest with you, like when I look at different reviews for movies, I see Rotten Tomatoes all the time. And... I honestly don't really get it because I've never used Rotten Tomatoes until recently, so I feel like I don't have a good grasp on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So before we even get into the documentary, because I know you have a very busy schedule and you have things to do. Yeah, I kind of so, so you're not actually going to stick around for the Miyagi reviews, right? But not to mention you haven't seen either one of the documentaries. Uh, I've seen part of it. Okay. But... Yeah. I feel like um, maybe we could give our listeners an explanation on how uh, Rotten Tomatoes works. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's, John, It's, it's simple. simple. Can it's you just, give them a. Go ahead. All right. He's going to tell us. It's simple. I'm just going to keep interrupting you out of there this. There are critics and people. Um, critics? The, rot, the, the tomato, it's called. The tomatoes not, not are that the. Close. Okay, th- right. The tomatoes are called, like, the tom- tomato meter. And if you see a tomato meter that's like fresh, then that means the critics thought it was great. Wait but a second, the t- tomato meter is the critics? Yes, the tomato meter. And if you see if you see it, you know green, then yeah. it, the critics hated it. So red is fresh, and green is yes, bad, like yes. they hated it. Yes, yes. Okay. And and the and the um and the in the people is an audience score. If the audience score is high, then people, not critics, loved it. Okay, so basically there's two measurements. One is the critic measurement and the other one is the people measurement. And the critic one is like tomatoes, like green or red. Is that what you're saying? Correct. And if a green one is bad, a red one is good. Yes. And it's a percentage, like 100% or 20%. And then the audience score is something different. Yes. Is it like also a fruit or is it just like a number? It's just a number. All right. So let's test out this uh, hypothesis or explanation of what you just said. I'm going to look up a movie on Rotten Tomatoes, just any random movie. How about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Let's look that up. All right. Do you... um, I don't want to steal an idea, so we're not going to make predictions because I know they do that on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I don't want to steal his ideas. But if we were making a prediction, Jonathan, what would you say Texas Chainsaw Massacre, what would you say the critics and the audience said about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know. I've never seen it. Okay, well then that's a bad example, but let's just check it out. Okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Apparently, I don't know how to spell the word massacre. Let me see here. Uh, that movie originally came out in 1974. It looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a hit. Look. Okay. It had on the tomato meter. It's 89 percent. And it right. says fresh. What does that mean? That means it's good. That's mean the critics thought. Uh, they can't hear you. Th- when you have your that means the it. critics thought it was good. Okay. Really good. Um, okay. So the critics thought it was good, and then the audience score is 82%. Is that good? Mm. That's 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 a B. That's that, a B, right? Yes, that's a B. It's not really a B plus. It's more just like a B minus yeah, or yeah, a, B? Just a B. Okay, so would you say based on this, it's a good movie? I'll just- well some critics and audience scores could be wrong but yeah i would say it's a fine movie i guess a fine movie okay let's try one more let's see so can you give me an example give me a name of a movie here let me give you an example yeah, give of me a, a rotten tomato all right give me a give me a uh, star wars of the last Jedi. star wars star i've never heard of that is that about charlie and the chocolate factory seriously um star is that with an s star yes wars and the chocolate factory no wait which one did you say again star star wars the last jedi oh, don't yell they're gonna hurt their ears the microphone's right here but i'm not yelling okay look see look the okay. critics thought it was great the critics thought it was great but the ni- people did not like it like me. 90 so the tomato meter says 90 percent, and it says fresh that means the critics liked it yes and 42% on the audience score. What does that mean? That means people did not like it. And Wait a I minute. Didn't, I didn't like it. You didn't? like Which? is it wasn't good. It's the eighth... The seventh... No, wait. Yeah, it's the eighth one. Is this the last one or one of the last ones? No, no, no. This is... This is, the, this is the one before the... La- the... Oh. This, is, this one's before Rise of the Skywalker. And I didn't like this movie. Is this the... Why didn't you like it? Because they they the plot didn't make sense they brought an unnecessary character in the movie wait who's the unnecessary character i forgot her name some asian, jar jar binks asian no the robot no not the robot why does her ethnicity have anything to do with Because this is a politically correct podcast you don't need to bring that into it <laughs> well but it just, you're what it just wasn't good are you talking about the love interest finn's love interest yes finn's love interest you didn't like her well, or are you it's just ending? It's the ca- just unnecessary. The character was unnecessary. It was just a waste of waste of a character? Yeah, just a waste of a character. I didn't... Now that you remind me, I didn't like that movie either because I felt like Finn and... What's the other guy's name? Bo? Or Poe. Poe. I felt like Finn and Bo, they were, like, worthless in that movie. Like, they weren't doing anything. They were just complaining the whole time. And then... Wait, where are you going? You're not leaving. The podcast isn't over yet. Oh, right, yeah. And, um... Have you noticed that Finn, like each movie he's gotten progressively wimpier, you know what I'm saying? Like like, all he does is he waits until Ray gets into trouble and then he just yells, Ray, Ray, that's all he does. If you looked at his script, they're like, okay, you're gonna yell Ray right here. And then like 12 12 pages later in the script, what am I doing in this part? Okay, on that part, you're gonna yell Ray. Wait, wait. Let me get this straight. Ray? Yeah, Ray. Okay. Not a good actor. Okay, so he's not a good actor. I mean, he's an How okay. Dare actor. you? Okay, so let's read a couple comments from fans on this movie that it's called Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which got some poor, what, a forty-two percent? Yes. It's not very fresh, is it? That's not good. This person said, "Jesus, what even is this movie?" <laughs> A that's true. Um, let's see, another one says Beautiful images, terrible, terrible movie. It seeks to destroy everything that makes Star Wars fun and enjoyable. Wow. That is that's what do you think about that? I don't know. And then look at this guy. He said, Luke dropped his lightsaber. Question mark, question mark, question mark. The force and the Jedi are a religion the script is very bad it is not what we expected to see i didn't like this movie okay yeah poor writing let's see what else one more one more um let's let's find another one an awful mess of a film wow that's uh it destroys a 40 year old franchise oh my gosh Boring as blank. I can't even read that word because this is a family-friendly podcast. All right. Well, um, so Jonathan, I guess what you're telling me is when you're looking at a movie on Rotten Tomatoes, you need to look for the critic score and the audience score. Yes. And the critic score is rated in produce, which is basically a tomato scale, right. meaning... Uh, red tomato which is ripe is fresh yes. 100% and a green tomato which is not fresh it's like uh, green yeah it's, and it's not fresh right it is isn't. No. do they say it's rotten yes so it's a rotten movie if it's yes. low and then the others the other scale is the audience scale which is just like a zero to 100% well they're both zero to 100% right Okay, so is there anything else you can tell our audience about Rotten Tomatoes? Because when we come back from our commercial break, I know you have to run because you have a lot of podcasts to do. But um, when we come back from our commercial break, we're actually going to take a look at the Rotten Tomatoes with these documentaries, these Miyagi documentaries. Okay. So is there anything else you can tell our audience about um, Rotten Tomatoes? Mm, well, that's pretty much it. That, that's pretty much it Okay. Now. And um, is there? Do you have your? Own, is there any? Where can we catch your work? Are you, you have your own website, or are you still working on that? Um, I mean, I have Twitch and Discord. But okay, that's, that's like, you're not supposed to have any of that. You're a kid. It's like th- that doesn't count. It's just gaming. This just gaming okay. Stuff. But it's nothing really. That you, you, know, it's not really. It's just gaming stuff. And all right, you know that you got you have Twitter, Facebook. Well, I mean, I'm well, just, I got rid of Twitter, but oh, just, right. but that's okay. Well, that's a uh, story. Well, I I got um, to run. Where um, you, you got to go make a grilled cheese or something? Well, no, I'm I'm busy. Have to use a restroom. But it was nice being on your podcast, um, and this is you. all I could tell you about Rotten Tomatoes. And also, uh, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes just not only uh, says reviews of movies, but we stop hitting that. They uh, they show they show movie uh, they show part of movie scripts too. They show quotes from movies and other stuff from TV shows, not just movies. TV shows as well all right you know every time you hit the, the table like this they can hear it oh, but okay. it's all right no i appreciate your feedback and i appreciate you uh coming to visit us on the john campbell presents yeah. podcast it, it was a pleasure yeah it was a pleasure it was a pleasure all right well you know what uh let's uh take a commercial break and we will catch you on the flip side to talk about the miyagi documentaries Welcome back. Um, We're here today talking about a new documentary that just came out a few days ago, as a matter of fact. It's called More Than Miyagi, The Pat Morita Story. Now, I will be tying in a second documentary, which is called The Real Miyagi. But first, let's talk about More Than Miyagi. More Than Miyagi came out a few days ago on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and I believe it's about, let's just say, let's just, let me take a look. It's $12.99 to buy, high definition, I believe it was $4.99 to rent. Now here's the uh, description, it's called More Than Miyagi, the Pat Morita story. The Oscar nominated actor, best known for his role of Mr. Miyagi, left behind a painfully revealing autobiographical record of his much too brief time here on Earth, tracing his journey from being bedbound as a boy to the bright lights and discrimination in Hollywood. Deep inside, that sweet, generous, multi talented performer seethed an army of demons that even alcohol and drugs could not mask. Now, of course, if you're not familiar with Mr. Miyagi, we're talking about Pat Morita's character in Karate Kid, the Karate Kid movies. Karate Kid 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, I don't know how many were there, like 29 Karate Kid movies, and... Um, Then there was the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank and then um, Karate Kid uh, Civil War, Karate Kid Ragnarok, um, Karate Kid Mother Earth I mean, I don't know But no, seriously, Karate Kid um, obviously is a uh, a cult classic if you will and um, so it was very exciting to see a documentary created solely about Mr. Miyagi because we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of that believe it or not there's a lot more to Mr. Miyagi or there's a lot more to Pat Morita than Mr. Miyagi okay I grew up watching Pat Morita on a show called Happy Days and in that show his character was completely different than Mr. Miyagi so he was more of a light-hearted, uh, funny guy. And so, believe it or not, Mr. Miyagi's background is stand-up comedy. He started off in comedy. So, the exciting thing about this documentary is it gives you um, some old archival footage of Pat Morita performing stand-up comedy and it, it's really funny. So. I don't want to uh, spoil it for you but just take it from me that you will most likely enjoy this documentary how do I know that well according to Rotten Tomatoes this movie on the tomato meter is 100% you heard me right 100% and it has an audience score Of 100% so 100% and 100% which is pretty crazy and like I said the movie just came out so it's still early on I'm sure those numbers might go down a little bit but if you're a fan of Karate Kid you have to see this documentary now it's not all fun and games because Pat Morita did have some uh, did face some adversity in his life. And if you're not familiar with any of that, you might, you might find this documentary to be um, surprising. First of all, he, he lived from 1932 to 19... Oh, I'm reading this wrong. He, he lived from 1932 to 2005. He uh, died at the age of uh, 73. He was married three times and he was pretty much involved in entertainment from 1967 all the way through his final days. One thing that you will find interesting about this documentary is that all three of his daughters declined to be interviewed in this movie, and I don't know why. Um, his two his first and second wife also declined to be interviewed for the movie but most of the documentary surrounds um, a memoir that he wrote and left was un, he was unable to finish but he left it with his third wife and asked her to finish it after his if you know if he should pass away before finishing it which is what happened so that's basically how this uh, documentary got started. So Pat Morita was actually nominated for an Academy Award based on his performance in Karate Kid. If you've seen Karate Kid, you know that he gave um, a great performance. And what you may not realize is he doesn't actually talk that way. That's that was not a real accent. That was not that that was his character. So. And the character he created was based on a real person that he met, which is the focus of the second documentary that I'm going to talk to you about in a moment. Um, of course, the the second documentary is called "The Real Miyagi," which is uh, which basically. Uh, is uh, the life story of martial arts master Fumio Demura, Sensei Sensei Demura, Demura, I don't know how to say that correctly, but which is a real person and a person that did all the stunts for Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid movies. So when you see Mr. Miyagi beating up the Cobra Kai when they're wearing their skeleton costumes, that was not Pat Morita doing that karate. It was Sensei Fumio De Mora. He's the one that was doing those uh, those um, karate moves. So, he's the focus of the second documentary, which I will get to in a second. Oh, I said second twice in a row. Whoa, there's a lot of puns, back-to-back puns. But the first documentary, like I said, More Than Miyagi. It's available on Amazon Prime. It's also available on Apple TV. And again, it's early, so there's a fee involved. You can't just watch it for free. But it's definitely moving. It will have you laughing. It will have you crying. I highly recommend it. So, it's called More Than Miyagi, The Pat Morita Story. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but I will tell you this. That movie, pretty much, the cast and crew of that movie are just tons of Karate Kid people. Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, Martin Cove, and then of course, Henry Winkler, who is not in Karate Kid, but he worked with Pat Morita on Happy Days. Tommy Chong, James Hong, Ron Thomas, which is one of the Cobra Kai, Sean Kanan, which is the one of the, um, the bad guy in Karate Kid part three, And many other people were interviewed for this documentary. So if you're a documentary junkie like I am, and you also like Karate Kid, then you will definitely enjoy this documentary. And let me see. Let's read a couple comments on the reviews, and then I will uh, take a commercial break. It says, uh, More Than Miyagi is an engaged... More Than Miyagi is an engaging documentary about one of the nicest people in Hollywood. What else? Given the huge shadow Mr. Miyagi cast over the rest of his life, it's ironic that the bulk of More Than Miyagi narrative is about, well, Miyagi. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to silence my phone. Um So, take a look at this documentary. Watch it. It's one hour and 29 minutes and let me know what you think. I hope you like it. After the commercial break, I'll be talking about the second documentary, which is called The Real Miyagi. But let's hear a word from our sponsors. I wanna talk to you for a second about lawn maintenance and irrigation. Are you looking for weekly maintenance, bi-monthly, or one-time cleanups? Contact Pacific Edge Landscape. They offer all types of irrigation resources and needs, including new installs, repairs, and water conservation options. They can come out and give you a one-time quote. I've seen their work and it's amazing visit their website at pacificedgelandscape.com. That's pacificedgelandscape.com. One more time, pacificedgelandscape.com. So in 2015, about six years ago, there was another documentary This one was called the real Miyagi. Not to be confused with the fake Miyagi, Pat (laughs) Morita. I'm just kidding. But uh, I think if you put both Miyagis together, now you have the real Miyagi. But they they call it the real Miyagi because the guy that did all of the karate in the Karate Kid movies was not Pat Morita. It was a man named Sensei Demura. Now, who is Sensei Demura? According to my favorite website, wikipedia.com, Demura was, uh, excuse me, is, is a well-known Japanese master of karate and kobudo, which means traditional weaponry. He was Pat Morita's martial art stunt double in the first 3rd, and 4th Karate Kid Films. He holds a rank of ninth Dan in Shitu Ryu Karate. Sensei Demura comes from Japan. He moved here at approximately the age of 12 and literally was instrumental in the explosion of karate in the United States that started in the mid-60s and is still going strong to this day. One thing you will learn um, about Sensei Demura is that he started these really cool karate demonstrations in the United States that were a combination of karate moves, karate um, choreographed karate demonstrations with lots of action and also a little bit of humor mixed in. And these things just took off. They were such a huge hit that people just started opening dojos all over the place. In fact, according to uh, Sensei Demura, this is one thing I learned from the documentary too, he personally opened over 35 karate schools in the United States with thousands of students. And those um, karate dojos are still going strong. I mean, I don't know how many of them, but I know there's the main one in Santa Ana. In fact, I actually know somebody personally that, uh, that studies there that is one of the, I think, one of the instructors. So, um, what you will find fascinating is that some of your favorite scenes from Karate Kid, you know, like the uh, the part where the Cobra Kai get beat up when they're wearing the skeleton costumes, when Mr. Miyagi beats them up. Guess what? That's not Mr. Miyagi. It's Sensei Demura. And so... This documentary, in my opinion, was equally as interesting as the first one. They were both very interesting, especially if you're a Karate Kid fan. And guess what? They were both directed and produced by the same person. The only thing I would complain about with this documentary is, for some reason, there's some production issues. Um, There were a couple times in the movie where it just, there were like, it was like darkness with no explanation. It's like kind of like they didn't edit it correctly or something. Also, there's no subtitles, which may not be a big deal normally. But guess what? There are some parts of the documentary that there's people talking in Japanese and there's no explanation of what they're saying. So, like, there's some conversations that are taking place, and you know, uh, Like maybe two or three minutes where they're just like uh, talking to each other and you're like oh they're going to put subtitles and tell us what they're saying because most of us don't speak Japanese nope no explanation you're just sitting there like awkward what are you guys saying right now you could be talking about me I don't know what you're saying so this documentary was very fascinating though it kind of gives you a behind the scenes look at how Karate Kid was made and The real people that are like the you-know-what bad ASSs of karate. All kinds of high-profile like Chuck Norris. This guy was friends with Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee. In fact, according to this documentary, Sensei Demura taught or essentially taught Bruce Lee and many others how how to use the nunchucks. Yeah, this guy's written like tons of books on martial arts and nunchucks and all kinds of uh, crazy things. He was in the Olymp- Olympics, I believe. And yeah, you have to see this if you're if you're into karate. I'm I'm a white belt, so I uh, I mean I have the same I have the same black belt that Mr. Miyagi has. Remember from the Karate Kid. The black belt three dollars and 98 cents jc i have that same black belt but i'm also a white belt in shotokan karate so um definitely something that's fascinating so what else can i tell you now here's the interesting thing this documentary the real miyagi is not available on rotten tomatoes for some reason So I'm not sure what that's all about. It's not available on Rotten Tomatoes. But you can also watch this documentary on Amazon Prime. If you want to rent it, I believe it's $4.99 for a rental. Or you can purchase it for $12.99 or $9.99. So it's the same. It's $12.99 for high def, $9.99 for standard definition. The director is Kevin Derrick, which is the same Director of the other one, and just to give you an idea of some of the big wigs that are in this documentary, you have Billy Blanks. Remember that guy from Taibo? You have Dolph Lundgren. You have all kinds of different karate people. I don't know who they are, but they all seem important to me. You seem like I would never want to get into a fight with any of these people. They all look dangerous. And then Chuck Norris was not interviewed, but they do show archival footage, apparently. And also, guess who? Guess who uh, is interviewed extensively? Steven Seagal. Oh, you heard me right, Steven Seagal. Apparently, his schedule was free. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, that was mean. Steven Seagal, I'm sorry if you're listening. Um, But, you know, um, I did see his movies at the 99 cent store last time I was there. So chances are he's not doing much now. (gasps) Anyway, I do highly recommend both documentaries. And they give you a full picture of Karate Kid behind the scenes and whatnot. And that is about it. There's also an interesting thing I just want to say before I wrap it up, as they say. Both of these documentaries kind of gave a little glimpse into behind the scenes uh, kind of the adversity and discrimination that Japanese-Americans faced during that era, both uh, overseas with the war And even here with the Japanese internment camps. So if you are um, unfamiliar with the Japanese internment camps and how that worked, I highly recommend doing a little bit of reading and research on that because it was definitely a sad time in our history and um, sometimes We tend to forget these things when years go by and nobody takes the time to explain it or maybe we weren't paying attention in history class. I just happened to know someone, um, a customer I used to have when I worked somewhere and he was when he was a kid, he was in a Japanese internment camp and he used to tell us stories about life in the internment camps. So... That was something that I already knew about. But then when I found out that Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita, when he was a young child here in the United States, he actually stayed at an internment camp with his family. And that's part of the documentary. You will see when you watch the documentary that he actually lived in an internment camp when he was young. And so... Again, I highly recommend both documentaries. Let me know what you think when you watch them. All right, send me a message. I want to know what you think. Well, you have yourself a lovely uh, day, and I will catch you on the next episode. Hey, this is John from John Campbell Presents. Listen, I am looking for new and exciting ideas for this podcast. If you're one of my faithful 15 listeners and you have an idea, please send me a message. You can can either upload an audio message or you can email me. Send me ideas because I'm always striving to make this podcast even better. So let me know what you think. I'm open to almost any idea. Almost any idea. Goodbye.